The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host tonight, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-hosts, my partners in crime, Nate Green and Brock Davis. Brock, how you doing? Welcome back. I'm good. Got another uh, flavor for you guys to try. I have you been watching or listening to any of them? I've been. I have my favorite flavor. I have my favorite flavor. Body what? armor. Uh, peach mango. That's a good one. I got like four of them in the fridge right now. That's my, that is my favorite one. Um, I've been actually, I had a, I had the Mamba today. The Mamba is like my second favorite. I don't, I, I'm not going to switch it up too much. I'm a big peach mango fan. I'll tell you that much. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. That's, that's a very delicious one. So yeah, but I, I've been, I have, I think I gave, I've been reviewing them on here a little bit. Let's, you know, let's get a little review on this one. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. So real quick, before I get into that, you need to try orange clementine. I haven't seen that one. I've seen it's the not one of the sugar-free ones. Okay, it tastes kind of like the orange or the peach mango, but yeah. obviously no peach. And the clementine's a little sweeter, okay. and it's it's pretty nice. Anyways, what do you got here? Strawberry lemonade. I know it's good, probably going to be backwards for y'all. I, actually, Beyonce got that one, so that's going to be one that I'll try here in upcoming. No days. sugar added, and uh, dude, literally like strawberry lemonade. We have a like a what do we got like a seven point. Eight point, eight point, like everyone's got to go get it. Seven point, like you can go get uh, it. I'm going to give this one. Oh man, that one's hard. This one's probably a top five for me. I'm going to say an eight. An eight, a flat eight. There's not many above it though. That's good. There's, only, there's probably like two or three tens and then like three that are above an uh, uh, eight. I give my, I give peach mango an eight, six. I thought that was, that was delicious. delicious. I really like that one. I can drink that any day. So I feel like the lowest one is probably like a seven and all of them are seven and above. I think I forgot which one I had and I was just okay with it. The first one I tried strawberry watermelon. I think I was just, it was just like, eh, it's okay. Like yeah. I, I can go, I can drink it for sure. But I was just, eh. I'm not a huge watermelon and drink guy. Like I have some of the watermelon ones or the, the sugar, the sugar free ones or whatever that I have. But those, those are like the sevens, I think like lower end, but I are, are drinkable. Okay. 
That'll play. Nate, how you doing? Well, of course, I've got to be second. You know, the rules. The rules state. Um, no, fantastic. Great to be here. Of course. Always. So, uh, did you win tonight? We did, of course. Double-double, triple-double, single? Uh, I only had a double-double. You only had a single-single? Nice. Only a double-double. No, Nate plays basketball, guys. <laughs> so, um, first off, guys, I mean, if Sunday, uh, Sunday night games just ended for us as we're recording this, congratulations to Derek C. Apollo and the Rams. I, I, Derek, if you guys don't know, we, ever, we always talk about him. CEO, basically, I like to consider him the CEO of Talking Halos. He is the CEO of Talking Halos. I mean, he's, he's the man. He's the guy who usually is the host. I've only had the honor of, you know, kind of taking over for him. Um, recently because the Rams are doing their thing and, and he's busy with work. So hopefully we'll be getting him back to um, host the show because I know that I'm not the best at this, but I enjoy doing it. Um, so congratulations to Derek and the Rams for going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be an absolute blast. Fun two weeks here um, for them talking about it. And hopefully we can get them him back on here really soon because I know that he has a lot that he wants to talk about. So guys, as always, you know, I like to start this podcast off with a question of the day and today's question comes from ben verlander i don't know if you guys saw this one on twitter nate i'm sure you did because you enjoy scrolling through twitter all the time but he said name a player that is slash was hated by a particular fan base nate i'll start with you it it sucks because you use mine so i don't think i'm allowed to use it but for the fans out there i was gonna say for the fans out there who have not seen jared on twitter uh, AJ Przinsky for the Angels. That was the, the most obvious one. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll go with another one. A-Rod for the Red Sox. I think A-Rod for the Red Sox, that was like the number one uh, guy to hate, even though the Yankees had a bunch of guys on that team. But it was 100% A-Rod every single time for Red Sox fans. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones like Roger Clint, like Bond. Mets. Clemens and Mets. Clemens and the Mets. Like, After I know the we, Piazza thing. Yeah, yeah, because of the Piazza thing. Um, you know, I know that's – I don't know. Like it's Carlos kind of Correa that, and the Dodgers. Carlos Correa and any major league baseball team. <laughs> any Astro, basically, in any major league baseball team at the moment. Manny Machado, I believe. What Brewers and Red Sox? There were two there. Yeah. Um, Dodgers too. I feel like that was the no, one. No, no, no. The Dodgers. They had him. You know, it was one of those things where it was like we we didn't like him when he was on the Orioles because he was kind of bush. But then when he was on our team, it was like ah, we'll protect him until you know, we'll <laughs> yeah. protect him. It's like. Did you like clearly stepped on the guy's uh, foot? And it's like, no, 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 that was a complete accident. It's all good. It's all good. Dude, I can't even think of one. I know it's tough, right? Like A Rod is an easy one. Um, Pedro in the Yankees, like you can like I can I can think of like specific scenarios that like like specific rivalries that were like I think were short, but weren't like long lasting. If that makes sense, like just little incidents that happened during a game, but I'm not sure if it had a long lasting, long lasting effect on a fan base, if that makes sense. But I can't think of specific people. Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland. That's the best one. Yeah. Bryce oh, that one was good. Well, I mean, yeah, that's just player though. Like, I don't know if fans, fans, I feel like are like, I feel like, we, I feel like most fans like the action unless there's a specific story behind the beef. Like, you know, Machado, he's always has something going on from the past with some team, you know, um, like, dude, when he was on the Orioles, he was a nightmare. But I, I, I specifically what came to head came to my mind when I thought about that was um, Weaver and Seager, that whole at bat. 
Weaver and the Mariners would probably be a good one. I feel like, like if you talk to a Mariners fan, they'd be like, "We don't have too many people to hate, but Jared Weaver's one of them." But I, I remember uh, talking. Tigers. Oh yes, I, I think Ibar and the Tigers. Ibar and the Tigers is a good one too because the, the JV bunt. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a yeah. great one. No, there's just little things like I'm trying to think of team players that have pimped balls because like I know that like and. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one. Jose Bautista one. Bautista. Rangers, Rangers. Rangers and Jose Bautista. Yeah. Yeah, that's that good. good. Solid. Um, I mean, I wonder if, like, Ooh. Albert like Albert Bell has had to have had. I know I'm bringing it back to, like, the 90s. But Albert Bell has to have somebody. Like, the first thing that comes to mind is – The one where he ran over the second baseman. Tatis. Is, is that Fernando Tatis? Oh, no, it's Fernando Vina that's just run yep. over. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bautista and the Rangers because of that pimp job and the fight. Yeah, with Odor. Oh, I was gonna say Odor, Odor, and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays hate Odor. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and dude, I uh, freaking Jared Weaver had an interview on Starting Nine about that whole Seager and him incident, and it was so funny. I'm gonna give you all this eighty-two. I think. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's I love that. In the box. Yeah, right. Just getting, getting the fuck. Eighty-two, out. right to the ribs. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Like, I'm, I like, I think like as you start thinking about it, more and more pops up. Like, I mean, you just saw what we were. Yeah, I would kill terrible. to get Weaver. I would kill to get Weaver on the show, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have those strings. I can try my best. I don't know if I have those strings. So, so make it happen, Captain. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, if we don't have any more, let's uh, let's get this show going a little bit farther. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening and watching this show. If you're watching us here on YouTube again. Hello, good to see you guys there. As Jing Ninja shirt, go get one of those. Um, supports breast cancer on that one. Fantastic, fantastic thing it's going to. Um, you could follow us, subscribe wherever you're listening or watching us here, Talking Halos. Um, again, thank you for making us the best podcast out there. I, I really do believe that we are the best, um, most consistent out there. Um, I mean, best at talking baseball too. I mean, we can just come out here and, you know, just drink a beer with us. I think that's the way. Or body armor. Body armor, drink a body armor with us. Yeah. Non sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, if you could follow us wherever, you know, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, we have all those going out there right now. It's a lot of fun. If you want to shoot us any questions on there, it's a lot. It's a blast. Like I said, I think we had a, we had a question from Sam Riley, who is from New Zealand. Brock, I think you kind of missed on that. You missed on that one last week, but he's from New Zealand. He listens to the show. I, that's pretty cool, you know, from that's that awesome. People, yeah. I know people are listening to our show all over the world absolute blast with that and guys again if you had questions shoot them to us wherever you're listening to it i don't mind we will we get you on the show too i don't mind getting anybody on the show that wants to jump on with us and talk a little angels baseball get a little controversy especially since we don't have a lot to talk about it took us 15 minutes to figure out what we're talking about today <laughs> so yeah um if you could follow myself on twitter jared underscore tim's nate at nate green 34 and brock at bdrox8 so guys i know this certain player and i'll just say it now anthony rendon Gets a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of shit on, on social media. I feel like anytime you bring up any anything Anthony Rendon, it's like Angels are overpaying this guy. I think that we're smart enough to know that the Angels are not overpaying him, but it brings up a like kind of a valid question. And I'll start with you, Brock. But are 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 you worried about Anthony Rendon at all? Like, should these should the haters actually are the haters actually right with being worried about Anthony Rendon? See, this is where I get crucified because like I have said multiple times on the show before, I have a tendency to be the positive type Angels fan. We have many different types of fans across many different sports and, and whatnot, but 
I think the Angels fans are, we really have two types. We have the ones that are optimistic and we have the ones where every move we make is bad. I think there's few and far in between where we're like, we can differentiate. There are smart, I have, are you saying there are a few and far between smart fans compared to no, the, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you're dumb if you're negative necessarily, no, because if you I, look, if you, if you look at our track record, like realistically, the smarter people are the negative ones. If you really think about it, 100%. because they're being realistic to what we've seen, but you know what? Let's just scratch that. I'm not worried, but like I said, I tend to be more positive than most when it comes to angels baseball, um, which tends to let me down harder so you can go about however way you want if you have a ne- a, you know a more negative outlook of anthony rendon and say we're overpaying for this guy he's not worth the money and then next year he comes out and drops six or seven more season well you're going to be more surprised and more delighted that he did that because you weren't really expecting it from him towards me i'm like go out there and get me a four to six worth season because I think you're hundred percent capable of doing that. That's what we're paying you for. Make it happen. But I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I'm not too worried. I don't think. Yeah, no, and it's weird that you bring up war because I, I think a three year outlook is good for him. Yeah. Well, here's why I bring this up because I actually put out the angels uh, lose Jared? streamer. Oh, did you guys lose me? Am I, am I, are you losing me right now? Just no, for a second. Oh, Internet's oh. bad. Internet's bad tonight, guys. I apologize. It's probably the 20 degree weather I have going on outside or something like that. But um, oh, you're losing me again, it looks like. We'll figure it out. We're good. We'll get this. We're good. We'll make this happen. We'll make this happen tonight. So the reason why I, I brought this up, I, I brought in the Fangraphs streamers or steamers uh, projections. It gave Anthony Rendon a 4.3 F4 projection, which I think is fantastic. It's going to be top. Um, I think that was top 20 in major league baseball for a war and a projection, uh, slashing 272, 367 and 467. Um, if you just look at, uh, if you just look at batting average, Mike Trout's projected a 271 batting average by steamers. And a lot of times for projections, they always like to go under. So even Trout's projected a 6.1 war, even though he's probably going to get like an eight or nine war at the end of the day. Uh, 127 WRC plus 31 doubles and 21 home runs. And I just, everybody was like, and, and like literally like the only thing that anybody ever said was Anthony Rendon is like overpaid Anthony Rendon. Why should we trust Anthony Rendon? It's like, I, I have, I don't, there has been no reason why Anthony Rendon had like, he hasn't failed the angels yet. Right. Dude, like, he had no, a good 20. Exactly. They're like, it's the only reason why the angels fans hate him is because first off they think he's lazy and he is not lazy by any means. I mean, I, I, I understand where fans are coming from with the lazy standpoint, mm-hmm. but he's not lazy just because he stands up there, the batting stance, and he's just super calm and relaxed and, and he plays defense, super calm and relaxed. Like he's, one of, he's the best, the best defender and, and one of the best defenders in baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, don't say the best. Cause he's not the best. He's one of the I was going to say Nolan Arenado is going to come on the show and, and beat you. No. No, Anthony Rendon is is the second best third base defensive okay, third that's base fine. baseball behind Matt Chapman and, and Nolan Arenado is really not that close to him for me. I don't think I don't think he's that good of a defender. I think he's a great defender. I don't think he. I think he's in the top five, but I don't think he's anywhere near Matt Chapman or or Anthony Rendon. I think they're it's gonna much be better. Yeah, I mean you can look up those stats if you want, but I, I just don't see why fans are, are saying this. Like there is no reason that Anthony Rendon has given them zero reason besides an injury. You know, like if if 
fans are like this, you know, go look at Mike Trout. Why are, why are Angels fans not worried about Mike Trout? I mean, they should probably be more worried about Trout than they are Rendon. In in my opinion, I think Rendon's more of a surefire than than Mike Trout at the moment, which is weird to say. No, I agree. He he had he, look at his peak. Yeah, his peak is such an insurmountable thing for most players to even reach that he has a lot more to lose. Well, he can have a, a a hiccup and then he only has to lose two WAR, and it's like, oh my god, he didn't have a ten WAR season. This isn't Trout. Exactly. No, you know no. I mean? Mike Trout's so good that like his decline, people are going to be like, oh, it's over. And he's going to still be having like seven, six, five four seasons. And they're going to be like, oh, Trout's not who he used to be. And it's like, he's still putting up better numbers than 95% of the league, you know? So like, I, I totally understand the Trout argument as well. Like what's I, elite? Like top 20? You think that's elite? Like in that category? Five war, five war is going to put you in the top 20 every single season. I think five war is. But I'm saying like, if you had to give a number, like the top, blank amount of players you would consider elite five, five. top five three to, three to five or elite elite like the best top three like but like you look at it right now in baseball it's mike trout mookie betts and then who's that third guy ronald acuna right now like those like i think trout and Betts are soto. like that same yeah soto maybe you know i think that like you need to figure out find guys that have put up those numbers for consistent you know for a consistent amount of time and right now it's Mike Trout and Mookie Betts and and you could probably put Anthony Rendon in that if you look at his stats like they're that good over that little bit of that over that time with them with the Nationals that I don't think people understand how good he, he really was one of the most underrated players um but you know back on to Rendon here Nate I don't know if you have any any say in this are you worried about Anthony Rendon next year I'm not worried um I I could see why people are worried um this is happened to us a lot where we sign a guy to a big contract and he has an injury and then he comes back and he has another injury and things like that. And, you know, that's always going to be a worry thing. Um, the other thing why I could see that some fans were upset is, you know, you bring up the, the 20 really good season, but honestly, the first half of the season, he was not good. It took him like two, maybe three weeks to get going, which is a third of the season. Can I rebuttal? You can, you can, but it's a third of the season, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not agreeing with them. I'm just saying it's a third of the season. I think he had a low twos batting average if you look at the first like 50 games of the season, but his on base percentage, which is what a lot of people care about. I know Nate, we don't look at batting average that much anymore, and I know that's it. it, it doesn't matter. His job was to drive in runs behind Mike Trout. That was his job. He, was, he was not get, doing. He, well, he was. He was getting on base. on base. He was getting on base, but he wasn't driving runs. That was his job. What does what does Billy Bean want though? Billy Bean doesn't have a World <laughs> Series, does he? No, that's what I thought. Neither do the so, Angels. Billy Bean, the Angels right now. The Angels don't have won a World Series in 2002. So, I mean, well, I want when has Billy Bean? When has Billy Bean ever won a World Series? That's oh no, well, fair, 100. Yeah. percent Not you know, making a joke there, Nate. No, I'm just I'm just saying, like you, you can you can throw the money ball at me all you want, but like his job, the reason we signed him was because he had 120 RBIs the year before. The reason that the Angels signed him was because first off, they wouldn't have had a third baseman, and second off was to give Mike Trout protection, not to hit him in. It was to get Mike Trout more pitches to hit. That's why Mike Trout was being walked 150 times. That's why Shohei Otani got the Mike Trout treatment last year because he had – who do you have hitting behind him? Phil Goslin nope, and, and Jack Mayfield? Nobody. Nobody. That's why – That's why. And, and let's be fair, I know we've been tough on Shohei Otani, and we don't necessarily believe in what Shohei Otani did, but you look at the second half, Shohei Otani had nobody protecting him. 
and that's why he didn't get any pitches. He got very few pitches to hit. He got walked a bunch. Oh, it was I think terrible, that, dude. It was I, terrible. Exactly. I think at one point, like the stat, like I, I we had I had stats out there that Shohei Otani had walked. Like he he had like a six hundred on base percentage. Like he was putting up Barry Bonds numbers for a twenty game span. I know that's very little, but he was he had like a six or seven hundred on base percentage for a while. I know that's probably pushing. He probably like he was getting like a one good pitch to hit the whole at bat, yeah, and he, and he would he would pass on it, and then. Yeah nothing after he was literally Barry Bonds for like a 30 game span last year. And then granted, he, I don't know. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Barry Bonds is a different person. I said, for, Oh, Shoei Otani was a different person for it. No, no. Barry oh, Bonds is a different person. There was, oh, there was okay, a, hold on, hold on, hold on. Barry hold Bonds on. did it for an entire season. You can never put anyone that. in the I, same you, category as Barry Bonds that. after hitting 73 bombs and walking as much as he did. You cannot do that. Yeah, Joey, just, Joey just take was, it back. Joey Otani was on pace for 75 home runs for like the first half of the season. And, and I'm sure at one point, Barry Bonds was on pace for over 100 home runs I'm at sure the first half of his cool. season. Yes. So it's a totally different player. 100% totally different player. And Barry Bonds played. Okay, would, would, it be we, better, would it be better if I said Shohei Otani put up video game-like numbers instead of Barry Bonds? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Barry Bonds but no, you, you can't – you cannot offend – one of the greatest home run hitters of all time. Shohei Otani was one of the greatest home run hitters of all time last year. Oh my gosh. We're going to say he's the greatest home run hitter of said, one half of a season. Exactly. I mean, look at, I mean, you look at like good first half of the seasons and like, you know, like what thing, what comes to mind, like Ubaldo Jimenez had one of the best first half. So he had like 20 wins in the first half. He was an unbelievable, like he had like, what, okay. He didn't have 20 wins. He had like 16 wins in the first half of the season. I think he ended up with 19 or something like that. That one you better year, make like, sure your stats are correct. Go look, go look at his first half. Go find his stats and tell me how many wins he no. had. The stat police are going to come after us. I know. I, know. I, th- I think he was like 11 and three with a 1.6. In the first half? Yes. Yeah, like, I think he had more than that. I, I, I think he was, like, he was on pace for like 27 wins or something like that. He had like 15 wins in the first half before the All-Star break. That's when he made the, oh, that's when he made the, the start. He had, he, had, he had a good amount of wins. And that was a Shohei Otani thing. Oh. Like, to, to tack on to what Nate's talking about with Rendon's job is was driving in runs. Now let's think about hypothetically we get a healthy full season out of Trout, Rendon, and Otani. Okay. Where, how are we placing these guys? I, don't, I, I know you guys did a best lineup in baseball One, two, show three. that I wasn't here for, but how are we placing them in order? Who knows those trays? You have to. I mean, I know. No, no, no that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. I don't even really care about that. Like I figured it'd be a combination of either one, two, three, or two, three, four. But I mean, which people, which people where, where are we putting them? It's right, left, right. Yeah. You gotta go right, left, right. Shohei's gotta be in between them. I think you have, you have, I mean, knowing what Madden does and knowing what, you know, how, how he likes to play the game, you go, you, you, you can set it up right, left, right, left. You put Walsh in the four hole and then right again, if you want to put, Upton or Upton or Adele in the five hole. Then you can go lefty in the six hole in Marsh if you want, hypothetically. Then you can go. So you're right putting Trout. If you had it your way, you would do Trout one, Otani two, Rendon three, Walsh four, and then Upton five. I think I or so Adele five. I think for me, this is the way that I look at batting first, second, third. Those three spots get a hundred more plate appearances. Again, don't quote me on this. A hundred more plate appearances than the rest. I want my three best players to get a hundred more plate appearances. Like if you're putting Brandon Marsh, no offense to Brandon Marsh, no offense to David Fletcher, no offense to any of those guys, but like 
you got these guys one, two, three, right? Like get a hundred more plate appearances to those three guys and you get like how many home, more home runs, five, six, seven more home runs and a hundred plate appearances you get on base, mm-hmm. you get on base 35 more times with those guys. Like that's a huge difference. I know it's it's dragged out across the season, but that's a huge difference. If you're getting on base 35 to 40 more times with those five, with those guys, instead of, you know, whatever it is with, you know, Brandon Marsh or David Fletcher and Brandon Marsh could be a legit leadoff hitter for all we know. And, okay. And, question. Yes. How about, I know this, this probably sounds weird, especially with how much power and, and RBIs he had last year, but I think with trout coming off of injury and we've already seen it, we've already seen it for these last few years, but trout trout's not much of a base dealer anymore. Right. So what if we did Otani trout Walsh, Rendon. Yeah, 100%. Get Otani up there. He's stealing bases. Get Trout up there, still on the top of the order because he's still got some speed, obviously. And then get Rend- uh, Walshy in there, who I think can definitely bring the power in that three spot. And then Rendon, he needs to bring back that RBI power, put him in that four spot. Bada bing. You can put those four guys in any order. And I think, you know, you could throw, I think you, no. I, uh, those four guys in, almost in any order, I think. <laughs> You put Walsh lead off, I will hit you. <laughs> no, no, not Walsh. He's talking about Otani Trout Rendon. And I think he has a point. You said four. Really... I think no, no, no. Okay. It started with three. As long as Walsh isn't leading off. But I think you could really, other than Walsh, justify any order for those three in some type of way. Except for, except for I, I don't want to see Trout in the four hole. Because that Trout is your best hitter. Trout is the best hitter in baseball. Best pure hitter in baseball. Best hitter, whatever, whatever you want to say. You, you have nobody behind him at that point. You know, like you do, you have Upton or you have Adele or you have Marsh, whoever you want to put behind him or Stassi, whoever it is. Um, but you don't have that dude. Like, you don't, if you got to, you, you're not putting Trout in between Otani and Rendon or something like that, or you're not. So I, that, that's where I, that's where I stand. I still vote Trout leadoff. It, it, so do I. Even he'll walk, he'll walk a lot to lead off the game. Um, it allows Otani to hit with the, uh, the right side open a little bit because the first baseman's going to be holding. We don't need Trout stealing bases. Otani's going to hit base, baseballs in the gap. It's going to be fine. Plus, I don't think we really want Shohei Otani stealing bases. He yeah. he needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap anyway. And if he's starting to steal bases, like it, it could be uh, Mike Trout's situation with Shohei Otani, and there goes our number one pitcher and our number two hitter, number three. I liked hitter. him stealing bases on my fantasy team last year. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, so more moral of the story here, guys, we are not worried about Anthony Rendon. No, no, no. Okay, cool. So all the haters out there that say Anthony Rendon is washed up, the Anthony Rendon contract sucks. Um, you're wrong. Like, and I'm not a big fan of telling people that they're straight up wrong with stuff. Cause I think there's opinion to both sides. But I, I think this is a good time to say that you're you're probably wrong on this situation. Um, and I can bet a lot of money that Anthony Rendon is going to have, you know, be right back up there. I know he had hip surgery, I think. Which, Nate, I know that worries you a little bit. Nope, not for a third baseman, just for a catcher. Okay. Right, just for a catcher. Okay. I mean, you have to squat and be in, a, in, like, really put a lot of tax on the hip. And that's Hot different corner. as a catcher than a third baseman. Hot corner. Uh, he, he is the Garrett Anderson of this team. Honestly, let's just be let's just be fair. Everybody loved Garrett Anderson, so that's a fair comp. I like that. It, so. They they hated the way he played defense. They said he was lazy. They said the way he went about it was just lazy. And you know, Anthony Rendon, very similar guy, very quiet too. He's not a huge talker, not a, not a big Mimi guy. Very very similar. 
I agree. So, yeah, moral of the story here, guys. No, Anthony <laughs> don't be worried about him. He's going to be perfectly fine. Um, so on to our last subject here before we let everybody go. Brought up by Brock here. And I know that we don't have a lot of Angels stuff to talk about. And this is not Angels because the Angels haven't been in one of these in uh, seven years. But um, best playoff games that we have ever seen. Um, Brock, I'll start with you because I know you had a couple in, and you can take whichever ones you want. You're totally fine. We can think of other ones. Well, I mean, obviously we all want to talk about the 2002 World Series, but I think I'm the youngest one here. And to be honest, I barely remember it being on the TV when I was that age. So what I have seen with my own two eyes that I can remember and actually remember being in the moment and emotional about them was probably one of my favorites was probably the 2016 game seven. I think that was back and forth and just so, you know, just the Cubs being there, I think, I think, you know, we all got kind of used to it right then and there when they were kind of on that hot streak with all those, all those guys on there. But, but just in that moment, it was like crazy and just that back and forth. And then it's like, right when they, you know, they thought they would have it, they would lose it. And then it ended up with them getting it. And just that game was, that game was crazy. Super crazy. That's probably so, one of my favorites. Yeah. And, and the way that I like to look at it was 22 jump street when, um, when Channing Tatum's running around saying all that stuff um, after they find out, I don't know if anybody's seen 22 jump street, but after I they have, it's been a long time. Yeah. No, that, that's what I did. I was, it was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable game. Probably my favorite game, favorite world series game that I can think of um, in the past five years, I'd say. Though there have been some good ones. There have really been some good ones in the past yes. five years. So. Uh, yeah, the the World Series game, like when uh, Jansen blew, blew the game against the Rays, that was kind of a fun one. But that one didn't happen, so I'm not going to count that one. Um, no, it doesn't. So for me, I'm actually not going to go World Series on this one. Um, one of my favorite games that I got to watch, and I watched this from pitch one all the way to, I think he threw a little over 100 pitches, but – Roy Halladay's first playoff start in 2010 against the Reds. He throws a no-hitter. Big, big win. First first time that ever happened that a a guy had made his playoff debut and thrown a no-hitter in his first playoff start. So that was one of my favorites. Um, Loved watching Doc Holliday pitch. Um, Hall of Famer, just really, really cool pitcher. So that one is me. An artiste at his craft. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got two because we're going to get shamed if we don't mention both of them. Um, one of them, I guess you can put an asterisk next to, uh, but we actually even didn't even talk about beforehand. But uh, the first one's going to be the Rangers-Cardinals for me. I thought that was an unbelievable game. That's probably one of the best postseason games of all time um, that we've seen. Because, like, I mean, we can talk about the 2002 World Series, like Brock said, but I don't remember it. Nate, I don't. I think you went to a I game. Do. I, I do remember it, actually. I you remember it, yeah, because you were there and such like that. But I, I, I was not there. You weren't? I thought you went. Uh, I went I went to one playoff game, but okay. not a World Series game. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I was too young. Uh, I think I was like seven or something like that. Nate, that would make you six and Brock five maybe? Yeah. I was going to say five if, if that's correct. We were both seven. We're the same age. Yeah, that's right. I totally forget about that. I remember your year, your grade younger. That's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those, those rain, that Rangers, um, Cardinals game for me, unbelievable. And then the – I know you want to put an asterisk next to it. It's still an unbelievable game, whether you know what pitch is coming or not. 
the Astros Dodgers game where it was just back and forth and back and forth. Like that was crazy. That was unbelievable. Like what, what, no matter what you think about that game, like about the Astros, that game is unbelievable. Like you couldn't written it any better. That, that's what I look at. Like when, when you look at best games of all time, like, can you write it like that before the game? Like, Oh, like seventh inning, they're going to score seven, the top of the seventh, bottom of the seventh, they're going to both score top of the eighth, bottom of the eighth. They're both going to score top of the eighth, top of the ninth, bottom of the ninth. They're both going to score. Like it just, like, I feel like it just constantly back and forth. And I know it wasn't like that. I think it was like sixth, seventh and eighth. They all scored runs or something stupid like that. And it was like, like they took out Kershaw, like Kershaw got lit up. And I know that they might've known what was coming, but you know, so be it. I just thought that was one of the best games. That's, that's honestly one of my favorite games. What, what year was it fairly recently? I think it was either 19 or 20. Shoot, it might even been 21. It was the Yankees-Astros when Altuve walked off on Chapman. Is that this year? No. That, no, was, that was last 20, year. It was 2019. It was the year after the Dodgers-Astros World Series. Yeah, yeah that, I remember that game was, was very good. I don't remember any specific moments other than Chapman's smile after Altuve walked off on him. But I just remember that game being really, really good. Was that Altuve, had a, Altuve had a buzzer. Yeah. yeah was that yeah. the one where he said, don't do this? Yeah, like he yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he had a bad tattoo that apparently he yeah. didn't have. So, uh, yeah. Not going to say anything, but there was a buzzer there. You know. Yeah. I didn't say it, though. Well, still a crazy moment. Yeah. You know, we, totally we, all, we all feel, I think we all feel like the fans and us, maybe not Astros fans, but everyone else on the planet that loves baseball feels the same way about that. So we don't have to. Do, get into that but great you know baseball moments in the moment all feel the same yeah i'll give one more because i know we're gonna get we're gonna get shit if we don't mention this one guys um the rangers blue jays game okay oh yeah the, the, the one that the started pimp job i know the we just talked, job. We, we talked yeah. about it, the, the bautista thing that happened but yep. yeah that, that was that was a fantastic game too i was working and i was watching that game what year was that 2015 yeah don't forget the Brett Phillips airplane. Love that one. 15, 15 was the year uh, Donaldson won the MVP, and I thought Trout should have won it, right? Yes. Yes, 15 or 14 was like that, I think. There were a no, couple four, years. Ago 14 Trout. was Trout. 15 then, was, was Donaldson. And then I think there was one Miguel Cabrera year, obviously not his triple crown year, but his other year that he won. Yeah. It was either 12 or 13 because I think Miguel Cabrera won back-to-back. One of the years wasn't a triple crown, and I thought Trout should have won that too. So, well, guys, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Uh, Brock, you got any final thoughts for everybody? I know we want baseball back, but anything else besides baseball back? Because, Nate, you've given that like eight or nine times in a row now. No, I don't. I just I want to hear a little more news, a little more of a resolution about lockout this week, hopefully. I think I think we might make some good progress this week, and hopefully we get a definitive, uh, you know, on track for on-time baseball this year. I, I would like to see that during my work week. I think so too. Well, here for final thoughts, let's give a prediction on when we think the it's going to, when we think an agreement's going to come down and Nate Brock, let you think about that. Nate, I know we, you kind of have an idea what you think. Oh, uh, Mar- March 26th. Interesting. March 26th. What? This year, March 26th. No, no, no. I'm saying like, is that when they, you think they that that's agreement. the agreement's going to happen? Yep. That's when they'll figure it out. Okay. I want to be a little more optimistic. I'm going to say March 10th. Okay. February is the start of spring, so I, I I think it's going to be after that. We need a hashtag Manfred Musco. Oh, sorry, not March 10th. February 10th. Sorry. I, I think we're getting on-time baseball. February 10th. Sorry. I like it. Um, I, I'm on that same track as you, Brock. Um, however, I would love to see it go long 
so that the players and the owners, because the owners don't want it to go long and the players don't want it to go long. The both sides don't want it to go long. There's only one person that wants, wants it. There's only one person that really wants it to go, go wrong. And I, Nate, you just mentioned it. So if it does go long, I think that somebody gets fired. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing that. And I don't think a lot of fans would mind seeing that. I don't think the players would mind seeing that. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, that's probably what's best for baseball. I know we don't have a lot to talk about here, um, but don't, don't say his name. We're going to get censored. I know. I was gonna say, are we, are we allowed to say hashtag he must go? Is that allowed? Yeah. Twitter, Twitter, do your thing. Well, who's he? Who's he? Who's oh he no, like, no, no, not them, not him. No, yeah, we're talking know. about the other guy. Yeah, they, they know. They know. Twitter, do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. So depending on, on how our listeners feel, we could say him. You know, we could call him Beetlejuice, or we could say Red Dome. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, so that's my two schools of thought, you know, on that. So guys just want to say thanks so much for listening and watching here at talking halos. If you could subscribe wherever you're listening or watching, uh, leave us a review, whether it's good or bad, let us get uh, better or worse at our job here. And yeah, not that it's a job. We don't get paid for this for fun. So you can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. You can follow Nate at Nate green 34 and you can follow Brock at BDROX eight guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.